Today we meet a man that not only provides the ear candy, he's also the eye candy. He journeys from the comfort of his sales bucky and the open roads to having you dancing because he's asking while sweating your butt off. We talk to none other than DJ Dre. But do you think it's because of where we grew up? Because I mean, in, I, our, I, in, in, in our community, I should say, we had phases, do you remember? Bobbles. Yes. Top. With gutties and eyes and milkies. But um, yes, and yo-yos. <laughs> Who determined the seasons, man? <laughs> because Ooh. Oh, 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 honestly, like you'd be playing cricket, no? Huh? Then the next thing you just know, yo, here's all the guys are now running to the sand to go play with marbles. Then you, it's like marble time. Then you're like, do you know that stuff? One thing, one thing that sort of did determine um, what activities were happening outside was sort of predetermined by what was going on on the TV. You so know? let's say, let's say, no, 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 I'm just making an example. Let's say um, Wimbledon was on. Then we would be outside playing tennis. We mm, 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 cricket mm, alone. Mm, then we outside playing cricket. Mm. But as for the marbles and the yo-yos, and I think it was. Uh, I remember the yo-yos. What do you call it, top? For you, what was it called? A top. Okay. No, it was called a top. You called it a top. Yeah. Not a top. Cut yes, 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 no, 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 I remember you. I remember you. Are you forgetting your roots, yeah? I am. I remember for a long time ago, yes, yes, yes. And, um, yeah, we used to make cut at the old, it couldn't cut tall, play girly style. Yeah, you are such a weakling if you are playing girly style. Yeah, you were like, I don't know, let's come from the top of the top. That's probably where the top and the bottom comes from. Yeah, maybe. You never know. I mean, yo. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, no, but, uh, you know, just thinking of so back, I mean, that's also so, I mean, good fun we used to have outdoors in the road, you know? Just like good, clean, mischievous fun, mm. you know? Good times, I yeah. mean, looking back, I mean, sure, I mean, I think I was one of the naughtiest children in the road. Is it? Yeah. How did the area, area where you grew up in, like, um, influence the way you were eating in life like you know saying you were like a naughty elf type of thing um did your uh, area play a part in influencing you not so much um i think that, 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 that that's been more through a little bit of hardship where i lost my dad at an early age oh. then my mom was six hours i think i must have been 12. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, that's like when you're just entering the team for you. Yeah, uh, you know, I was like, what was a pre pre team? Yeah. You know, that was that, tough time. That's a very shaping, you know, term. You know, get shaped a lot between mm. the age of 10 and 14, maybe, you know. And then also, um, no, so that, yeah, that, that was sort of through my entire high school career. Yeah. So I think I was just started, standard, I was going from standard 5 to standard 6. Is this where you always at middle 9? Yes. Okay. So no, no, so it was it was no, no, it was it was St John's Primary School. Then it was um, there was this high school in Maitland called Kentamada, but okay. they only had standard six and standard seven. Okay, okay. But then by the time I finished standard seven, they um, amalgamated with Maitland High, and then Maitland High was again. Standard six, seven, and eight, and then every year they grew and okay. became nine and then ten. I know it's a bit confusing, yeah. but by the time uh, we were the second matriculants of Maitland I able to matriculate from the school. Wow. Um, and I mean today it's now stands as Maitland I yes. as it is. Yes. But um, yeah, so sort of looking back. Um, yeah, by the time I reached matric, my mom got sick, and then she wasn't, she had all Alzheimer's, and um, yeah, so I mean, that I dealt with for almost about seven years of my life, so it was, it was kind of tough, yeah. And then at the time, matriculating, I got a bursary, 
to study electrical engineering but I had to pass it on because my mom was sick and I had to find a job my brother had left the house mm. my sister was married with two newborns yeah. and um, so yeah so I had to go work but at the same time I had applied to UWC mm. so I had to you know I had to try and make things work so I was trying to manage the house trying to work a job yeah. and go to 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 UWC. Yes. And then I must have probably been there about four or five months, UWC. And then I had to drop out. Because what were you studying if you don't? Computer science. Okay. At the time. It was computer science. And it was it took its toll on me because um you know as a what was that? Uh, I was a 18 18, 17, you know, um, sure, trying to manage um, that type of adult stuff, you know, um, wasn't that much, yeah. because I had to, I had to cook and clean at home, and, you know, yeah. be, alles, yeah. and then something I had to give, then I had to drop out from, from college, and then um, stayed home, worked, looked after my mom, uh, until she had passed. I think so once she had passed um, yeah that is when you know I mean I, I felt like in that time frame like my life was on hold for that six seven years and then um, yeah in that time I, I landed a job at get cookies in Maitland yeah at the time as a driver you know yeah And uh, I was like, oh, this is liquor. I had to go everywhere and eat free cookies and, you know, it yeah. was liquor. Yeah. And then, yeah, so um, then at, you know, Cap Cookie sort of um, became an overnight success. I mean, they, they were starting to sell everywhere. They, they grew, I mean, practically overnight. Yeah. And then as the company grew, I happened to grow with them. So I think I was a driver for about six years. And um, yeah, then I got a promotion uh, to work as a rep. But actually, no, it wasn't a promotion. I actually applied for the job. No, I applied for the job, but no, it wasn't a promotion. Yeah. I applied for the job. And there was a couple of other people as well. And then I happened to get the job. And um, yeah, and I was a rep for about seven years. Seven? Yes, seven years. One year as a sort of a regional manager. And then, yeah, then I was afforded the opportunity to become a national sales manager for Cape Cookies. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was 15 years of my life. It was, um, but it was interesting. And, you know, um, I think it's a nice little success story moving from you know you know entering as as a driver sort of to to we are sort of in it all yeah but um yeah no it was very I, interesting i think also as that whole entire journey for me how how impressive that is because um, i was just making notes here you know, in terms of your dad passing on yeah um, through like the period that was like in most cases It kind of influences you and guides you, man. Because that's like the years you get formed to shape, to yeah. determine where you're going to lead up to. And you had a critical piece miss- missing in terms of your dad. Um, but you forged on with your mom because what happens also a lot is your your mom also becomes like that strong anchor for you. Yes. And plays the role of now mom and dad. Um, and that's so frequent in our community type of thing. Um, and then going through that experience with your mom, where she was ill, and you still having to work and look after your mom, and having to play the household head at such a young age, is all taxing on you, yeah. type of thing. But now, you move into the space where you start as a job, as a driver, and you're like working yourself up through the ranks. It's so inspirational for us to look at, because I mean, 
other people also find themselves in circumstances like that. Yeah. But then because of the pressure, it kind of buckles them and then they go the wrong way, type of thing. So I think from for you that's quite amazing how you manage to on your young shoulders like carry it. I think I think one of the one of the the worst things for me was the fact that growing up when I you know with, with both parents that were, when they were around was the fact that I was spoiled. Is it? I was. Not that you're the youngest. Eh? I, I'm the baby, mm. and I was spoiled. And um, so now this is what you you used to. This is what you know, right? And I mean, it's not like weird much. It, it, it's not like you know, um, uh, you know, everything was just sort of um, given to me on a on a silver platter. It's just that I I sort of was spoiled in you know these little ways, and um, you know, with like luxuries and all kinds of things, and you know, and um, I think. The one thing is when it, you know, when uh, it sort of took a 180. So now you, be, between your young life and and the ages of 10, 11, and 12, and now this is what I know. This is what I'm used to. And I was like, yeah, yo, now you need to become a man overnight. You know? Yeah. Um, now you need to start experiencing what the real world is like. And I've got my brother and my sister that were also there for me, but you know they they, they were. I mean, my brother's about nine years older than me. My sister's about twelve years older than me. But like I said, they had their, their own responsibilities and their own commitments and things that they needed to do. So I needed to, yeah, I, I needed to grow up very fast, you know. Um, I had to, like I said, I had to learn how to cook. I mean, yeah, that was a task on its own. Um, but looking back. It's all things that are valued, mm. that I've learned, that's taken into my adult life that I can apply. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I don't have to. I sort of became very, very independent, and um, you know that that that's all little tools that you need, you know, in your every day to day life. In yeah. what is you, you you doing, you know? So yeah, so I mean, each one to their own. But I mean, um, it's about Trying to 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 keep your head up and 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 focused and knowing that you know um, this is not what life has to be like. You know, yeah. You know, there is options. There's alternatives. It's it's um it's not a case of you know trying to to achieve success overnight. You know what I mean. Um, So yeah, so it's you know each one to their own, but uh, it's a case of just you know having a focus point and and you know just sort of work with try and make it work for you. Um, it's it's not an easy job. It's it's but I think also at the end of the day, I mean you got to enjoy the journey of what it is. Yeah, really, you know what I'm saying. And you 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 can't. Say that you know, um, it's like you just having maybe a bad season or a bad year. It doesn't have to be a bad life. Yeah, you know. So and it's all about you. The, the change all starts with you. It's about what you make of yeah. the choices you make. If you choosing to do this, I mean, this is what yes, you know. We uh, everybody is is, is given. Um, Different starting points in life, mm. but I mean, it's, it's at the end of the day what you make of it. Yeah, no, that's true. There's um, through the entire journey on, of of working at at Cake Cookies, um, you also felt ill during your period there. Um, would you say that your your company came to your aid and was kind of there for you in showing the Maybe the company's values in supporting you in any sort of way. Yeah, and I have to say that uh, when I felt ill, they were there for me for a very long time. Um, they even held into my post for about six months. Wow, that's long. That is long, and um, you know, I have to you know you have to understand at the end of the day, 
business needs to move on. And um, you know, I, I the job had to be replaced. And I mean, that was that's a half a year. It's it's, it's a long time. Yes. So I mean, I, I you know I respect the company very much for doing so, for having you know my interest at heart. Um, yeah, and then they 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 sort of kept me on for I think it was up until the the following year. I mean, I must have been on on, on looks for about a year and a half uh-huh. because I there was no telling when I could return back to work mm. because I was severe. Um, you know, the the the, the trauma was yes, and. Um, and then eventually they decided that, uh, you know, um, surgery is the way forward. And in order to do surgery, they have to do the one eye, let it heal, do the other eye. So it was like six months apart from each other. Yeah. So eventually... I think for the people who listen, just to get the backstory on um, your illness. Mm-hmm. Would you mind jumping back to that? Because now we're speaking about your eye, but the people's not understanding how, where it came How? About. How it came about? Yeah. Okay, well, um, cut a long story short. Um, I was bitten by a tick. So, and in my... your eyes. Okay, so uh, what happened was, um, I was sleeping and I think I must have had this thing pressed up against my forehead. Um, so it bit me just above my, I think it was my right then. But I thought, okay, so now, you know, I was there for a long time. Let me, let me just try something different. You know, take a leap of faith. Mm. Try this opportunity. And um, yeah, then I think it was about, I mean, it must have probably been about two years after. So I had this, this, this yeah, this two year gap. I mean, between operations and, and sort of being at home. Um, where I actually landed my my first DJ gig. I was like, you know, I love music. Um, you know, I saw a lot of guys, they sort of, you know, doing this full time, doing it as a career. Yeah. And, um, you know, I started to, to look into it and so there was, you know, the, the, the easier way forward, you can sort of make a career from this. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you start to, to reach out um, to people and try, you know, you network and so it's, you know, it's all people that I've sort of um, dealt with in my past that uh, I sort of kept good relationships with, yeah. you know, um, you know, try not to burn your bridges yes. kind of thing and um, yeah, so, um, you know, I, I just sort of built on that. You know, grew, and then I, I wanted to explore all kinds of aspects of of being a DJ. You know, music and and um, yeah. So I just, I just, it, it, it was a, it was a slow and hard process. Yeah, I have to say, because that was a case of just again getting. I mean, after after two years, I mean, you, you just. I'm, I'm starting from the bottom here. It feels like I'm starting from scratch, you know? Yeah. I, I, I had a little bit of 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 leverage that I built up um, to go on because of the groundwork that I sort of uh, I had. And um, then, then I, I, I um, you know, I, 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 there, was a, there was a competition that I had entered in... 2014, was it 2014? Yeah, so um, a DJ competition that um, where I was afforded, I, I lost, I didn't win the competition. No. Um, yeah. Reddy D was, was one of the judges. Okay. And I was approached to ask if I would like to. What is the name of the competition? It was. It was it was a calling, calling. It was a calling black label competition at okay. the time, and Kudok was having the competition, and um, I just thought, hey, you know what? I want to just give it a shot, man. You know, but it's ironic how sometimes competitions work. Um, the the guys that don't end up actually winning, sometimes 
their career skyrockets more than the person that yeah. actually won. The, the interesting thing is, the guy that had won on the night, I don't think I've ever heard from him again. Oh wow, now look at that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, I was I mean, afforded an opportunity to, to, to be on a legend's show. Mm. On a legendary radio station, yeah. and has been around for 55 years. Yeah. And I mean, you know, DJ Reddy D. Mm. I mean, you know, he's no stranger to the mother city. Yeah. I mean, he's a legend. And I was like, oh, don't believe this. I mean, I can't believe that. You yeah. know. And um, yeah, so he, yeah, I, I, I got to play weekly on his show. You know. So that nice. was sure. Um, that was interesting, but also I was I was I had the opportunity to be on Heart. <clears throat> I was on Heart for Heart FM for f- four years, three years, yeah. three and a half years with Brandon Lee. Yeah, from about 2010 to end of 2013, beginning of 2014. Um, I used to do the the old school mix on a Friday night on his show. So, um, you know, that, that, you know, again, um, just, and I'm sort of jumping all over the show here, but it's just, it's sort of, um, all, all these people that have, have happened to, to have the, the opportunity to work with in the past, that sort of, you know, does sort of shape, um, what it is you, like in my case, with the whole DJing thing moving forward. Um, to sort of help you and network in, in the business. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yes, it wasn't a case of... So, it was like sort of my little brand that I was building on the side that never took off. Yeah. But I was sort of, you know... Just so, all day, always in was, the back pocket. It was day. always there. So, it was... Uh, 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 the nice thing is that it was something, you know, uh, that I could fall back on mm. with, with, with what had happened. And um, you know now, I mean, use it as a as a platform, as a career. Yeah. Yeah. So was yeah. there was there an incident that happened between? I think it was during that stint of Kuro and Art. I think it involved a jacket. A jacket. I think at the time Kuro FM like was having this cool jackets made, and I think you got one. Someone spotted you at Art with the jacket, then. There was something. No, 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 no. I think it was. No, no, no. That was. Yes, I think I was just new with Gudo, and I got Tyrone one day, and then we were chatting, and then he asked me to do a mix for his show. And which was he on? He was, an, he was an art. Okay. He was an art at the time. And um, yeah, so I, I don't think the gla- the grounds were very clear at the time, you know. And then yeah, so I said we were going to have it with the fact that I, you know, we could do you know uh, uh, a mix for you know the competition and. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, you know, came here, put over, slap over the knuckles, yeah, you know, we're suspending you for a month. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, um, you know, I just, uh, ugh, you know, it's just one of those things, man. Yeah. Yeah, with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, how long have you been in the whole um, industry, entertainment industry? Because I know you mentioned like almost half of your life. Well, or... as as a, as yeah, so it's it's. I think it, it took off more from from about say the last ten twelve years. Um, I started getting more involved in corporate corporate work. Um, more weddings. Um, Sure. What else did I do? Um, the corporate stuff was good. There was something you did recently that was freaking awesome, and 
I think she gave you a side eye when you played there. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah, no, no, I'll be honest with you, that was sort of, I would say that was the highlight of my career. Is it? Um, playing for the what, Prince Harry. Mm, mm. The Prince Harry. The Prince Harry, yeah, mm. for royalty. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, that was the highlight of, of my DJ career, you know, being able to... What happened in there? <laughs> what did you see? <laughs> what do you know? What do tell me? What do you know? No, what what like, do you... <laughs> you know that that's typical look that the girls give when they flick their hair and that side eye come behind. You know it's like that. Like hey, <laughs> you know to be to be honest with you, I, when I took that video and um, I, I I remember I doing that of scanning piece, so, so I'm scanning across the from from the crowd. But the whole objective was to get um, the two of them, so it's Meghan Markle and, and Prince Harry, into the shot, zoom in, no? Mm. So you can see it then? Yeah. And then zoom back up, okay. because security was quite tight that day. Of course, yes. And without noticing, um, I don't know if I just got the timing right, and as I turned the camera and to zoom in and she just done this flick of her hair and she turned and she looked towards me like <laughs> looking like mm. and I'm like <laughs> and then I, I got such a script that I stopped the video I was like oh no what's going on I stopped the video you know and then, yeah, you know brilliant. I was so oblivious to everything and then I think when Kim saw the video, Kim was making a whole big fuss about it that, hey, she was busy checking yeah, out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think it was, I think it was the sunglasses I had on that day, man. I had this cool sunglasses, so I don't know, maybe it was that. But um, yeah, no, definitely, though, that was a, a, a real highlight of my DJ career, too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I saw that video and I saw this auntie, <laughs> Me and like, I was like, mm. <laughs> what go y'all? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so being in, in the industry for so long, eh? like I mean, you're oh, very old. No, I mean it's at least looking young. It's like a yeah. What's it? Life sentence you, being served now. You, you, you turned three that year. Oh wait, <laughs> when I started, yeah. <laughs> I was still trying to figure out the walk. <laughs> um, you mentioned like when you started at the beginning, you were like messing around on, on cassettes, on walkie talkies, and to where you are now, like walkie talkies. What is that? Walkman's man. Walkman's man. Oh shit, that was that. I have this image in my head of a walkie talkie. You know what a walkman is? No way. It's not that thing. I was like, Shit, what is this? But I'm playing like two of this. I'm legit. Two way right here. Oh, wait. I was like, what the fuck is this? But I'm doing here on that side. Like, I just noticed you. I'm like, but Walkman's okay, okay. Yeah. I'm listening to you there that one. Radio Knopies. Like, the platforms that's available now. Or opportunities for. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sure, there's actually. There's, there's, there's quite a bit of opportunities. Um, I saw Kudop uh, um, FM was running sort of a, a DJ competition now in this time frame, and there were some fantastic prizes up for grabs. Yeah. But I see they just. Yeah, so. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, the, the, the Kudop had a, a competition um, where they sort of now. Okay, the, 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 this competition was running for a while now, then lockdown sort of affected everything. But, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, guys out there that sort of affording opportunities to people that are interested to, you know, become DJs or become involved in the music business. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's guys out, I know in the Mitchell's playing area, um, like Ron, Ron X Rater, I think he's running a DJ school, I think it's called Underground. Nice. Underground productions or something like that. Um, there's a guy out in the northern suburbs, Hayden Isaacs. They've got Q Academy. Um, so, who else is there? I think there's the Beat Bangers. They also got this this DJ Academy. 
a kind of thing going on. Um, there's lots of people running competitions. Um, <clears throat> so that's a case of, you know, you're putting your feeders out there, um, checking with your local radio stations, tuning in. There's, there's also a lot of uh, radio platforms out there, you know, running all different kinds of things. There was a, uh, uh, was it a podcast? No, not a podcast, it was a, a seminar that, um, I don't know if you know Lee Downs. Yes, yes. So okay. you had all these these legends um, from yesteryear mm. as radio personalities that were offering, you know, um, uh, insight into broadcasting. Oh, that's into, awesome. Into um, what it takes to produce your own show, to... Um, to hosting your own show, to um, gathering the content for your show, how to sort of all knock it together mm. and how to produce a, a proper show, mm. you know, like on, yes, on radio. That's um, awesome. So, yeah, even going I mean, with, 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 with all these um, DJ academies, um, they also sort of run different kinds of competitions and, you know, um, you know, sort of host opportunities where the guys can, you know, uh, get involved, learn, you know. But you know, at the end of the day you you, you also you also gotta you, you, you gotta take that next step and, and and generate the interest to to actually you have to show up, you know? Yes. And the effort type of thing. Exactly. You know, um a can't just uh, be handed to you on a silver platter, you know? Mm. Um there's a lot of there's a lot of groundwork you have to put in, you know, and it's, 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 I always, I always say this, it's never a one, two, three yes. thing, you know what yeah. I mean? So you gotta, you gotta, I mean, I, I, I get, I get, I get inboxed a lot about, um, guys asking me, how do I get involved here? How do I, um, where do I send my mix to? Um, where do I do this? Where do I do that? And, and I try and guide them all in the right direction of, of, or to give them the right channels of, of what it is that they need to do. Um, but sometimes I also, I also feel like um, they don't, they just want to go from point A to point B. Yeah, without filling them little steps type of thing to get there. Exactly. Yeah. You know it's what I'm saying? Type. Yes. Mm. So um, I know we, 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 we live in a, a world of instant gratification, mm. you know, but... I mean, if in order to 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 achieve what it is you want to achieve, I mean, you you got to put in the work. Mm. You got to put in the time. Yeah. You know, the yeah. opportunities are there. Yeah. You know, it's just you got to find them. Yeah. And reach out and network with the right people. I think also in <coughs> terms of like you rightfully saying that there's so much groundwork into into uh, anything. For instance, yeah. Um, no less um, DJ is the exact same thing because. Like you said, there's all background homework that you need to do to actually put a show together. And it's good that you're mentioning that because youth, they're looking for that quick win type of thing without trying to put the work in. Yeah. But then, are you actually doing it for the love of it? Or are you just trying to do it because it's a trend thing right now? Look, don't get me wrong. Um, in the this... DJ business that I mean, a lot of people that come into it for the the fame of it, mm. the show of it, mm. the highlight of it. Um, you know, it's it's you know when when, when you're there as a DJ, it, 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 there's a lot a lot. It's a lot that that it involves. You know, um, you get different DJs for different occasions, right? So depending on the occasion. I mean, most of the guys want to be club DJs. The guys, because that is where the party is happening. That's where, you know, it's, 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 it's <clears throat> all the IPs. And, you know, we, we, we were in a conversation the other day, me and a couple of buddies, we, we would, back in the day, we, we would be two DJs for the night, or one DJ for the night. You're playing four to eight hours, you know? And a lot of a lot of the guys want to come on board and play what we call a high or impact set. So the Oaks want to play only an hour, you know. And um, <clears throat> but it, it involves a lot more than what you think. It's about you know. I, I, 
you know, maybe it's because I just come from a different time. It's about, you know, setting the mood, setting the tone for the night. Um, and you got to understand that even for a club, a club is a business. <clears throat> club needs to make money. You need to get paid. So, yes, there is certain uh, peaks and dips in the night. But the dip on your dance floor means people moving to the ball. Mm. It doesn't mean you're doing a bad job. There's a bit of a psychology behind it. So, yes, they're going to spending. Bar's making money. The business is making money. People are still having a good time. It doesn't mean you're playing a bad set. Your floor doesn't have to be pumping all the time in order for you to be a great or a good DJ. You know? Then... Yeah, once they, they, they get this stuff and like they've been intoxicated and it's like, yep, yeah, 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 there's my song again, boom, back to the floor, up. So you sort of control that whole environment yeah. in sort of how you sort of play your music yeah. for the night, you know? It can't be a, a hype thing yeah, all, all the, the time. time. So you got four DJs coming and playing hype, 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 you know what I'm saying? So there's a little, little bit of, a bit of a psychology behind it. Yes. So it does require like a, a fair bit of understanding. Yes. Uh, you know, so... Is that how you ensure longevity in this whole DJing industry? I, I think it's understanding all the aspects mm. of... First of all, what type of job is it? What type of... Am I coming in to play an hour set? Am I coming in to play uh, a set where I need to set the tone for the night? I need to set the mood so that the guy that comes in first, he sort of sets a, a mood for the night, he sets a tone. You know, then you got a guy that's maybe coming that's gonna play your main set. I'll let's call it your headliner. Uh, the guy that's gonna play, you know, all the bangers. Um, so there's gotta be a, a certain coordination for for the night. Mm. You know, by understanding. Um, now a lot of the you know, the, the consumers don't understand that little bit of inner workings that's happening at the yep. in the back. Yep. But it's also to to showcase uh, an enjoyable evening for the night so that, I mean, from my side, I mean, the, the one thing that we sort of do frown upon <clears throat> is when songs are being repeated for the night. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I've heard of people playing a song three, four times in the night, and that's a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, twice I can understand maybe the beginning of the night and at the end of the night. Yes. By all means. Yes. But I mean, now you, there's a hit that comes out, now you really want to hear it all the time. Yeah. So there's a certain bit of control that you also need to to understand. Yes, um, taking the requests, uh, it's okay and everything, but does it fit in with what I'm going to do right now? You know that sort of thing. <clears throat> but also, um, but all at all entails as to to what type of gig it is. Mm. You know, whereas I played for a gym for two years. I want to actually ask you about that experience. How was that? It was it was life changing. That's different to but like your normal. Basically, that, that that's again another thing. completely different environment. Mm. I mean, I was up at four o'clock in the morning. My first to club. DJ. Yes, <laughs> different to a club. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's a time that people are leaving the jaw and going home. Exactly. Yeah. I'm busy getting up. Yeah. You know. So again, it was again another shift. Yeah. Um, with things that happened, we. Um, I had stopped playing from, let's call it from 12 till 1, 12 till 4 in the morning. So that late shift, um, that had stopped. And I started doing more of the of this gym, <clears throat> switch gym. So that was at 4 o'clock in the morning. And my first class is at quarter to 6. And I'm DJing at quarter to 6. Quarter to 6 in the morning. You DJ. Playing trance music. <laughs> at quarter to six in the morning. Who the fudge listens to trance at quarter to six in the morning? Dude, and still you serious, serious, serious uh, gym goes. Serious. So so this was a specialized class. Uh-huh. Um, group activity. Um, functional training. High intensity. Um, you and your partner. So you come in the morning, you get a number, you go in... You get your station, and we start off with five minutes of yoga, stretching, and as soon as the instructor says, heat it, dude, I'm at 140 BPM, that's like 
super fast. Yeah, winged. Yeah, and moving like that. Okay, and then depending on other more now generally that first class, that's like you start on the top and you just keep going up. Yeah, and that was the type of intensity for the first hour of the morning. So that class was like super intense. But it was exciting. It was a different culture. It was a different vibe. Yeah. Um, I was still being able to play a different style of music for a different clientele, but just in the form that they were training. Mm. And I was playing the music, yeah. but still feeling the energy because. So we've got an instructor on the mic, which is now just shouting at everybody. Yes. You know, uh, motivating everybody, yeah. telling everybody what to do, um, counting down the. So each. Uh, a station is two minutes, so everybody gets to work at the station. Two minutes, minutes, two minutes, and then you move on. Okay, and then so on and so forth for the entire hour. Um, yes, yes, but that's not for the faint hour. <laughs> oh, sixteen-minute no. non-stop but, workout. Yes, but even insane. though, insane, even, insane, even though, that's some of the exercises were very simple, mm. right? Very simple. So maybe you you, you had a, a a weighted a medicine ball and you had to throw it on the, on the ground every time. Pick it up, throw it on the ground. Pick it up. Simple. Two to two minutes. Yeah. Your arms start watering. Exactly. Or you need to maybe throw it to each other because you're not tag teaming all the time. Okay. And so through the entire class, depending on how the the, the class was structured, you can end up with an entire full body workout. Yeah. Right. Um, from uh, even even it involved cardio. There was cardio, uh, uh, um, uh, bicycles or um, treadmills, um, steppers. You know, in in between elliptical, and you know just to get the bit of cardio in in between the workouts. In what yeah. we were doing, so the bit of weights. So it was a bit of everything. So it was well packaged for that one hour. Yeah. But I could tell you, uh, so you you get in in the morning. And all you just hear is this, and then the next thing, start a bit of yoga, and then it's just <laughs> out of the starting blocks, bam! And I tell you, like they had a, and they had a sound system, lighting, the works. I think was the lights pumping as well. Like yeah. I didn't. Have you ever seen some of my stories? No. I'm gonna show you a film story what it looked like. So, so you like having a full on jaw at like quarter to six in the morning, strobe oh. lights, music banging. What, brother? Let me see if I can just bring up a. That's mad. That is mad. Um. Okay. Like just one big, so then they would put the lights on, put the lights off, you know, and like this different um, uh, moods and feelings for, yeah. for for the class. But what I like about about this, like you got exposed to like all these different environments. I mean, from clubbing to corporate gigs to even playing in a gym type of thing. <laughs> uh, it brings me yeah. to the different types of music that gets played because mm. I don't know if this is a thing in the. In today's um, culture with DJs, where mm-hmm. I'm only a trans DJ type of thing, um, is there like a, a, sen- a good sense in being versatile versus just being placed in a box type of thing? Uh, 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 look, um, I know a lot of DJs that like they only sort of like the hip hop, mm. so they strictly hip hop DJs, mm. and you get strictly house DJs um, or selected genre. You know, but it's a, it's a preference thing. Yes, I think that's what they like. Um, they love it. That's just that I think I've casted my net very wide. I love I love all kinds of music. Yes, not uh, most kinds. There's there's some styles that I can't play. But what's your favorite genre or era of music? Oh, that's that's the word. That's way too hard. I mean, I grew up. I grew my my party years was the nineties. Mm. That was my party years. Um, but I, I'm guessing overall, if I were to to choose, I mean, if I had to choose, you know, 
Uh, I think all the 90s dear to my heart. Okay. Because the 90s had a nice collection of all types of genres of music. Okay. I mean, from from rock, R&B, R&B was so smooth, so soulful, yeah. uh, to the club music, to, I mean, you know, to the commercial stuff. I mean, everything just, I think a lot, uh, uh, look, uh, there's a lot of good music that came out of all the decades, but I think because of me growing up, um, that was my time, that was when I sort of started clubbing, when I started, you know, getting into everything, and so that resonates quite a lot with me, the 90s, yeah. you know, but over and above, I have to say, I mean, sure, I, I, I love all, I mean, most kinds of music. Because I mean, if look as sort of as a, as a multi-format DJ, I mean, in all the different styles and avenues that I've played in, um, you know, so that's taken me to better places. Just uh, being able to sort of adapt, yes, you know, in, in all these different formats or genres. I mean, also with, I mean, if if, if you look at, I, mean, I do quite a bit of weddings as well. And when it comes to weddings, you sort of have to be sort of equipped because you don't know you, you don't know what type of crowd you're going to get dealt for the night, you know. So I was trying, and I'm also always learning from the people, the crowd. People come to me, they ask me for songs, and it's like they come ask me for the weirdest song. Now I've got a lot of music. I've got a lot of music. But there's always going to be somebody that comes to ask you for a song you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> always. And Is it always the uncle that's having a little time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't let your dope stop treating yeah. And I was like, yo. Do you think you have a look? No, you got it there. Yeah. No, you got it there. Yeah. They think because you've now got a computer in front of you now, it's loaded with yes. everything. Yes. But luckily, luckily for the internet, Yes. <laughs> the beauty of having the internet yeah. that, you know, you can sort of download on the fly. So mm. I try and keep people happy where I can, especially at, at these type of these type of gigs because what happens at, at, at the weddings and the corporates, it's like um you trying to, to, to keep everyone happy. Mm. Right? And and yes, we are here today because blah 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 blah. Uh, whatever the case may be. But um sometimes you know you what holds dear to people is when they hear their favorite song of these. Yes. You know? Um, now, yes, at the end of the day, it's, it's you've got the power to play it or not, and uh, you, or you don't have to. Yeah. But I, I, I try to incorporate and try to keep people where happy we are here. Because when you're in a club environment, you dictate yes. as the DJ what people need to hear. People want to come to you for requests. Yeah, by all means, many of the times you can say, no, but when you're sort of doing more interpersonal things like weddings and you know these corporate gigs and um, I mean even that that gym thing that I was doing, you know mm. people would come ask me to play something. Um, I mean it's it's, it's it's smaller communities of people, but still people, you know if if, if you, you you can have somebody um, uh, pull out you know the craziest moves because they heard they favorite song for the night you know I mean I, I think it, you, you, you've done a good job yeah. you know um, some people not might not like it but then again at the end of the night not everybody's gonna like what you you're playing mm. so you're trying to do it in in little chunks yes. of happiness to everybody yeah you know because you got all these different types of people there yeah you know and it makes it more challenging I think that that, that is what sort of set me in that part is when I felt that you know, when you're in the club scene, it becomes a little bit monotonous. Because now you're becoming a bit stagnant. Now. Yeah. Because now, I mean, I remember when I was at... Was it 169? Yeah, because now... Were you, you know, a resident DJ at 169? Uh, yeah. A okay. resident guest DJ. Okay. And maybe that's a thing, but... I mean, I was there um, quite frequent on a okay. Friday night. Yeah. You know? Um, I think it was for about three years. Wow. And, um, but yeah, so it's hip hop, R&B, all night, most oh, of the night. Um, okay. So that's like that kind of crowd. 80, 85% of the night, it's hip hop and R&B. Okay. You know? And, um, 
I think I think I just needed a bit bit more challengement because I like I like to be able to to play around with my music. You know, to be old but a new or me, but hip hop. You know, but a round screaming me. <laughs> and no, this opened up a whole new world for me because I used to play this stuff when it when it came out in the late nineties, early noughties. Um, a little bit. Toxic music. I wish. I wish. <laughs> I used to go to the parties. Though. I used to go to the phone parties. What um, my buffaloes? <laughs> At least you didn't make like a wings to wait. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, you know, my tiger bomb. Wow! <laughs> oh, that's a thing. <laughs> okay, they can they can use tiger bomb. Frank, you madam. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, no. Ugh, good times, and yeah. and I think I think I think the uh, what I like is the fact that even though I couldn't play for events, I couldn't play that style of music, that trance. That came out back then. Um, I was more commercialized. Okay. Right. And that, funny enough, that music that came out back then, like the the root, the sandstorms, that was like trance. But now it sort of crossed over to to commercial mainstream mm. kind of thing, you know. So I didn't have much opportunity back then to play. Yes. So I was like sort of reliving my days as a as a dockside DJ, mm. you know, through switch. Yes. You know. Um, but yes, well, there, there was one or two back then, but it wasn't much where I could get to play the music uh, because it was hot at the time. Mm. Um, but not many of the times. Yeah. Now it was like, oh, now it's like, yes, it just took me back every time I was there. And the owner was sort of, I mean, we were sort of, I mean, uh, I mean, close in age group. So I mean, that was sort of his party. Yeah, yeah, and yes. sort of the 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 the, the clientele that came yes. was sort of could also relate to that. Yes, and I thought, hey, this is perfect, and yes. I get to, you know, yeah, be a little Tiesto in my own little world. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so, but what, it was fun. So, what are you doing now? At the moment, mm-hmm. sure. Um, I mean, look, everything sort of came to a halt. End of start of lockdown, mm. and then it sort of I've been unemployed for most of the time. Mm. And now um, I've sort of jumped on board um, doing some live stream DJ work um, through the start. Uh, I mean, afforded the opportunity to 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 do that through part of lockdown. And um, now I'm sort of into the the live streaming side of things, um, live streaming events, and. Um, also DJing as a yeah as a part of some sort of behind the scenes and in front of the scenes at the yeah. same time and um, yes uh, lo and behold um, now, you know now sort of with our industry sort of shifting gear um, the bookings are coming in slowly okay so yeah a little birdie told me about a little celebrity that I might be playing for that's coming up but I don't want to speak too much yes. about that um, until everything is sort of confirmed. Yeah. So, so you say, if you say the, the age of the internet has actually now um, kind of helped you guys in your industry. Because initially, sure. at the beginning of lockdown, you weren't really thinking or leaning more towards the whole online type of thing. But you've kind of been forced into that avenue. Yeah. I would say it's given us a, a platform an outlet mm. to sort of still um, showcase, express what it is we do, um, but it's not, uh, look many, many of the times uh, teachers were doing it at their own cost, mm. um, we, you know, it's, 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 they're not being paid for it, so they just sort of, I think it's more, it, it, it felt more like a um, they're exposing themselves, they're branding themselves, they're putting themselves out there because, um, you know, it, 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 it was an opportunity to showcase to all my friends and family on my social media platforms that this is what we do, you know. So, because there was just no work for the guys, the gigs is dried up. Mm. Um, so, now we can sort of 
um, and also out of boredom, <laughs> mm. you know. But also again, I think I think the 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 the, the imperative thing is the fact that it came at a cost because data is expensive. Yeah, you know, and not only you as as the host. So let's say you're hosting a DJ live stream. You also got to look at your consumer that's on the other end. Mm. So this whole process, as much as it's an amazing platform for us and everybody um, being able to communicate and showcase what they do, it comes at a cost. Yeah. You know? So it's like a bit of a catch-22. Mm. Um, but then again, the entire DJ community jumped on board. So every second person on my page was live streaming. So it was just a case of you had to wait for a queue yes. to jump on and so on. Because... You know, it, it felt like the, uh, the the market became congested. Yeah. yeah. I think obviously everyone's now trying to fight for yes, for space fighting. Yes, yeah. for better market. Mm. So um, yeah, so then a lot of Oaks also started hosting um, some private shows, and um, yeah, I was afforded an opportunity with Eastream, which was sponsored by the Star. That was a weekly show. Um, an entertainment stream mm. that we sort of um, that was showcased for everybody for entertainment purposes. Um, you know, they would, you know, they had comedians on. They had um, cooking shows. They had um, sports presenters. So everybody sort of that that, that fell under the entertainment umbrella. Mm. Um, DJs, singers. Um, you know, all types of artists came in and they just took this whole platform and just sort of just, you know, amalgamated with everybody's mm. um, joy, mm. you know. Um, it wasn't just one, you know, uh, it wasn't it wasn't isolated. Okay. Was, yes. You know, it was a bit for everybody. Mm. So, yeah, I was fortunate enough to be a part of that. So, that was a lot of fun. That was like, a, and that's still going on at the moment. Yeah. So. Yeah, like I told you, I, I saw that one episode where you are having the time of your life on that show. Like, you are hoying with JB. I just think like there was a crowd in front of you. You're just like, eh, eh. <laughs> no, but I mean, you, I think, I think, you know, you just got a little music movie when you just got to just jam with it. Yeah. Have fun. Um, you know, you, you alone, you, um, you got the technical crew around you. You've got all the lighting, all the, all the gear for a party but you just don't have the people yeah I mean it was even a, a dance floor yeah you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah so I think at the end of the day you just you just got to visualize it and and, and, and and you know try and imagine that you're there and you're just having this party you know and you know I mean make it make the best of your set mm. you know because you, you don't know who's watching and, and, and what people are going through on that side so yeah, I think you just try and make it as fun for everybody as possible yeah you know yeah I think we we literally came like full circle in in terms of everything that we went through cover mm-hmm. I mean we went from your journey from being in the car <laughs> listening to your radio driving around becoming a rep moving on in your um, corporate career um, and then to your teaching career and where you are now. So I think it's kind of... And when I was um, just thinking back, making notes while you were talking, I think you kind of were spearheading or destined towards this point of, in your life. Because, I mean, electrical engineering, um, computer science, mm. messing around with the Walkman, mm. like that's all like little things that like, into you getting to the whole DJ aspect in, in your life um, so I think in in that sense for a young person listening to to your story and with everything that they're faced with and trying to look for that instant thing that's gonna make them happy how would you actually encourage the youth because they so quickly influenced by um, quick successes and instant um, things to make them happy how would you encourage them to persevere to actually achieve the dream type of thing well um, 
I would say that, I mean, you, 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 you've got to have a, a plan, right? I mean, you've got to have an idea of, of what it is that you want to do. Um, you need to, I mean, you've got to, you've got to put in the groundwork. You've got to, it, it's, it's no fly by night success. It's not a, it's not a, a, a instant thing that, that happens overnight. Um, find, find what it is that you love. And I would say, put your everything into it. You know, find, make sure that it's, it's what you enjoy the most. What brings you satisfaction. Don't waste time with, you know, I mean, yes, I mean, if, 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 if you need to make some sacrifices here and the, I mean, you need to, I mean, you need to earn money to survive, to earn a living, I can understand, um, but never lose sight and hope of um, your happiness, you know, yeah. what it is you want to do. Yeah. And I mean, you can invest your time from the get-go, you know, as, as young as you are and and um, get an early start or head start on it. I mean, I, I can't see you, you going wrong Yeah. Um, so that you don't end up with a fork in the road or being misdirected. So if, 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 if you know that you're wholeheartedly and passionate about what it is you're doing, I say, you know, invest everything into it and, and, and take a chance and go with it. Yeah. You know? I think it's also important like to invest in your spare time wisely because I think that's where we kind of miss the mark a bit it's your spare time yeah um, look I mean if you think about it I mean there's in 24 hours there's a lot you can sort of achieve within your 24 hours so I mean um, we're always saying that um, I don't have time there is enough time you make the time, yeah. you know. So no matter what it is that you you sort of interested in, in what it is you want to do, make the time, make the effort. Um, you know, I mean, mine, mine sort of all pieced together in a weird little way, but it felt like it came together at the end. Yes. You know, um, everybody's story is a bit different, but I, I'm saying that you know, instead of um, if you can avoid beating around the bush, you know. Rather be in the bush. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> too. I think the the last thing that I would like to ask you, we've in our in our conversation you mentioned a, a couple of things like daylight and a pee-pee, like <laughs> so for people that don't really come from Cape Town don't really understand our slang in terms of also the the words that we use to describe various things. So, what would you say is your favorite cups of phrase or word? So, when you give it, you actually have to give an example and explain it so that the person that's going to listen to it, if they come and visit Cape Town, they can use it in the right context. <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, I think if you were to ask any color that question, there is, I don't think there's just one. No, this not I one. don't think there's one. So you don't, I mean, you don't have one favorite one? No, nah, <laughs> I'm just I asking mean, for one. I mean, the, I'll have to go with the most prominent one, which is Awe. There's... But I think a lot of people also know what Awe is. Hmm. Awe is a form of greeting, you know? Hmm. Hi. Yeah. Um, I think it's packaged in, in so many ways. Um, there's Daedalic. <laughs> There's moss, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think I think always is sort of on the top there. So if you are coming to Cape Town and you you you, you know, I think it, it, it goes across the board. Um, you know, just greet anybody away. It means hi, <laughs> hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, so I think that's our time. We literally covered so much and I think we delved into your story quite a bit and 
as everyone can see that it's an amazing journey in terms of where you started and where you're finding yourself now even though the way it was pieced together wasn't as you expected but that's yeah. just how life goes yeah if no, you think about it it's unpredictable mm. and i think you know you just um, you got to roll with it how i mean every, everybody everybody's pack of cards get dealt differently mm. and i think you know it's sort of how you 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 play it yeah um you know so and 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 i mean just sort of be be wise at, at what it is you do i mean um you know not everybody's circumstances are the same but i mean you you are the driving in your seat so i mean you sort of um seek the destination mm. on where you're going yeah so i think from my side all i got to say is thank you very very much for taking the time out and actually coming to um share your story with me and with everyone that's going to be listening because i really think it's inspirational and it serves as a like i like to call it as almost like a blueprint for anyone looking out to look in and see yeah okay this was the trajectory of this person so they kind of have an idea so i can only thank you for that for coming to actually and sharing your your story no thank you i had fun and this was a great deal of fun and thank you for having me yeah, it's been a pleasure Thank you for tuning in and listening to the journey of DJ Dre SA. His journey from being a biscuit dealer to being your ear candy is definitely inspirational. So please subscribe and stay tuned as we take these journeys of our hidden gems. I look forward to hosting you and our next hidden gem.